actually like is brought to you by my 90-pound dog who kept smelling the microphone and by viewers like you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Actually Like. Today I have with me John Fafis, also known as Yo-Yo Joe. Uh, as Yo-Yo Joe, you have 2.4 million views on a TikTok. You have 650,000 followers and 6 million likes total. However, I know you as John Fafis, a classmate and a friend. How you doing today? Dude, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. For sure. First thing I have you do actually is pick a number, 1 to 14. I got some really good icebreakers. Oh boy. For the people who oh know boy. you at home. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's do uh let's do number 7. 7. Okay. I need mm. you to Dublin. Thank you. <laughs> I need you anyone in the world, you can fight them. If you win, you get all their stuff. Money, followers, whatever, talent. If you lose, you lose everything. Who are you fighting with? Oh man, this is a tough one. Uh that's that is an excellent question. I'm trying to think of some. I've like, heard some pretty bogus ones. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but like Ryan's Toys Review. I mean, that kid, <laughs> that kid is loaded. He's a millionaire. He's right? a millionaire, he's a and he's also super young. So I think my chances are pretty good. So that's what I have to say. Okay, that's fair. I've heard like some more bogus ones. So that one, <laughs> had, that's fine with me. So, um, let me start with the first one. All right, what's it actually like having a brand? You know, we mentioned all your credentials earlier. Your followers. Sorry, Dublin's getting up in your face because you're popular. <laughs> um, having a brand is really interesting. I It kind of just all fell upon me, to be honest. I never thought I would have my own brand or my own company or my own YouTube channel. But back when I started my YouTube channel in 2015, I more thought of it as just a way to kind of share my talent and my skills with the world. So for those of you who don't know, I post uh, on YouTube yo-yo reviews, yo-yo tutorials, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so really, when I started off back in 2015, I thought nothing of it. I thought this was just going to be a fun place for me to share some tricks that I had, some cool yo-yos that I had, and let that be that. But uh, you know, I kept at it for a couple of years, and it, turned, it really turned into something that I didn't really even imagine could be this big. Um, not to say that I have like a huge brand or anything, but I, I never imagined to get this far. I thought I'd probably be quitting that YouTube channel in the next three months. So having a brand is really interesting because it is obviously part of my identity, but I don't like to think that it's part of like, it's like my whole personality. I'd like to think that it's just one facet of my human being. And so, um, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's something I think about every day. It's something that I work, have worked on a lot over the years, but it's also something that I'm proud of. So that's, it's kind of like the overarching theme of having your own brand, having your own ideas. I mean, you said you started this in 2015. Uh, you didn't ever think six years later you'd still be doing this, right? Or like you said you started it just for, just for fun, just to yeah. sort of review things. Has it changed like over the years, how you like perceive the world? Has it uh, altered really what you do or how you think of yourself or how you think of others? It definitely has. Um, yeah, like you said, back in 2015 when I first started... world was pretty different. The world, world was definitely pretty different. <laughs> I think at that point I was maybe going into... I was like, I think it was the summer going into eighth grade, I think, back in 2015. And uh, yeah, honestly, I posted a couple of videos on YouTube. They got maybe three or four views, mostly from my parents and myself. Um, and <laughs> with that, I, I really didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, well, that's that's YouTube. I'm all done with that. But for whatever reason, I kind of started posting just more videos. And eventually when I did start seeing the views go up, the followers go up, the subscribers go up, that gave me a little bit more motivation to be like, oh, this is actually something a little bit more 
like crazy than I thought. I remember, I'll never forget the day that I hit my first 100 subscribers because I, I thought I had made it. I was like, all right, well, now I'm famous. I got 100 subscribers. I've done it. But, you know, in reality, that was just the beginning. But to me, getting those first 100 subscribers was such a special moment because it's a it's a milestone I never thought I would get to. And it actually happened a lot quicker than I thought. And the, the same goes for when I hit my first 1,000 subscribers is I was just shocked that I made it that far. I was shocked that enough people even cared about me to watch my videos. So really like milestones like those, same, th same goes for 10,000 subscribers, which I hit pretty recently. Things like that, just they're, they're definitely motivators, but they, um, but they also just kind of solidify that what I am doing has purpose. You know, I'm a big believer in that, you know, however I spend my time, I want it to have value to me. And I want it to be very, like it, it should make sense for why I'm doing it. And so when I have those kinds of numbers that are better than I thought I'd ever get, not to say that they're huge numbers or anything, but it, it really makes sense for me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it is. I, I just want to add on, like, they're also, it's not just people from, like, around you. So they start off with, like, your mom and dad. Do you have, like, people, like, in Japan commenting or, like, anything, like, people, like, you're reaching across language barriers, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, it's that's one of the craziest parts, um, especially when I go to yo-yo contests and things like that. Uh, if there's ever like international people there, like I've had fans come up to me asking for autographs, asking for photos, asking for me to like sign this is their you've stuff. Never met before, things I've right? never yeah. people I've never met before. Um, and yeah, when I when I meet international people, it's it's even especially crazy because I'm like, you're halfway across the world. How do you even know about me? How do you how do you how do you watch my videos? I'm so <laughs> why? Wait, yeah, exactly. Don't you have other things to do? Exactly. And so that's really another motivator for my channel and my, my TikTok and my brand is like, it really it is insane to me that people from across the country, across the world are actually spending the time to watch my videos. Yeah, that is, I, I definitely got to think that's, that's a weird um, think, like thought that you could be sleeping here and someone's <laughs> watching your video Someone who's, like, seen the inside of your house, like... Yeah. Um, just, like, these random... They know random little bit of tidbit about you, but they've never met you before. Like, that, that's definitely got to yeah. be an odd feeling, I'd say. Um, but, like you said, this has been at least six years of hard work. What do you think about people who, um, who think it's fast, who just just want to like drop out of school and focus on it full time. What do you, how, how long do you think, how much patience do you got to put into it? Is it a fast turnaround? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that with anything in life, there's a little bit of luck associated with it. And especially with YouTube, there is a good amount of luck. I mean, I obviously there's people that have gotten, you know, millions of subscribers sure. in under a year not to say that they didn't put in a lot of hard work. There's totally a hard work factor. There's an algorithm. Yeah, but there also is some luck involved. So I think if someone wanted to quit, you know, whatever they were doing and go YouTube full time, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's the, uh, it definitely has a lot of risk. I'll say that much because there's totally a good chance that your content just won't be well received, that people just won't be watching. For whatever reason, the algorithm won't pick it up. And that's tough because, um, and, I, and I've felt that before, especially when you put in a lot of time into a video and you're super proud of it and you're like, this is the next big thing. I, I know my fans are going to love this. I know that someone's going to watch it and it just doesn't perform. And it's, it's one of the most defeating things out there. So I've got to say with, with YouTube and TikTok and things like that, it's a risky bet. If you really think you've got a special idea and you're ready to go all in for it, I mean, more power to you. 
I personally would not drop any, everything right now and go YouTube full-time. I don't think I really have the, I guess, the passion <laughs> to go full-time or sure. the, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more risk-adverse to do too risk adverse sure. to do that. But um, I mean, yeah, it, it's totally possible. People have made livings. People have made millions from YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, but I just mean, you know. just want to throw hands with a child. <laughs> that is, uh, that is, you just, he's on YouTube. That's, I don't yeah. know if he's going to, is he in school still? Like, I don't oh, even man. know. I feel like that at that point, that's sort of your thing now. I don't I, even know. I don't know what's going on with that kid, but <laughs> I got to, I got to tell you, having that much money that young in life, it'll be interesting when yeah. that kid grows up. Uh, yeah, but yeah, congrats to him. That's for sure. insane. <laughs> um, that's what actually ties into our, our my next question I had for you. Uh, you are in school. You would describe yourself as a full time student. That is sort of like your that is your goal in life right now, right? Is, yeah, is continuing to graduate UIUC University of Illinois. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, what's it actually like going to UIUC? I know a lot of kids out or a lot of people out there are trying to figure out which college is best for them, um, where, where they should end up. Should they go out of state? Should they go in state? Whatever it might be. What's it, how would you describe the school? Yeah, UVI, UVI is a great time. I'll admit. Um, I, now to be fair, both my parents went there and I've had uh, other family members, extended family members who went there. So I, U of I has always had a special place in my part in my heart, but I did have you know a little bit of a difficult decision choosing schools, and I'm very happy with U of I. Um, obviously, my first year as a freshman, I'm going to sophomore year now, mm-hmm. but my first year was not the most normal year with COVID <laughs> and everything. So technically, I wasn't really able to see like what a real college experience was. But uh, let me tell you, U of I is an excellent school, even with the COVID semester and everything like that. I was still there were so many programs involved that allowed me to make friends because. Obviously, when you go into college, starting your first year, everyone just wants to make friends. Everyone just wants to not be lonely and have some people they can talk to and yeah. relate to. And so U of I did such an excellent job of providing different clubs, different programs, different orientation things mm-hmm. that just allowed me to meet people, just allowed me to find people that I could connect with with similar passions. So very, very happy with my decision with U of I. Yeah. Some advice I always give people is you are all homesick together. You know, mm-hmm. for most people, I'd say probably 95% of freshmen, this is like their first time away from home, first yeah. time doing their own laundry, whatever. Like, you're all sort of figuring this all out yeah. together. So it's not like you are alone in how you feel. You are all alone together, which I think oh, yeah. is definitely an interesting thought process because it's like, um, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, oh, my whole, my whole time, I miss my whole town. I miss, like, my family. But you're all missing your town you're all missing your life and so finding those other people that have that sort of niche with you that like you said get involved with clubs or whatever it might be um sort of you got to figure that out and meet other people that you know feel the same way as you um which sort of brings me to my next part you are a business major correct at the university um other people in your major how how, uh is that do you, do you find it easy to make friends with your major or is it more like cutthroat? What do you think? Yeah, no, um, with U of I, U of I has been an excellent time, especially in the business program. And so I'd say that with business majors, I definitely have connected with them a lot. I've got people who also have brands, who have done their own entrepreneurial things, people who are super into finance and stocks and things like that. So connecting over those common interests is not too difficult, especially in the business school that U of I has. Um, I'd say that, you know, obviously... 
at any school, there's going to be competition. There's going to be kids that are just you know super focused on doing the best, which is totally fine um, up until a point, as you know. But um, no, I, 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 didn't, I haven't really run into that many students who kind of uh, were more arrogant or comp- competitive. Yeah. Really, a lot of the, the majority of the people that I ran into at the business school specifically were just people with similar interests who love business, who love learning, um, who just wanted to take their career to the next level mm-hmm. and you know, obviously have this further education. Would, uh, would you say UIUC is a business school? Um, I'd say that U of I definitely known most for engineering and business. Um, obviously, the engineering and computer science program is exceptional there. Yeah. So um, that's that Granger and everything like that that takes the priority. Um, but you know, the business school is also up there. It's it's definitely it's not an easy to school to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really really enjoyed it. And so I'd say those are the two main schools that like kind of U of I is known for. But yeah. obviously, all the other programs are exceptional as well. I, so I will say you and I have two bonding factors about our school. So the first yeah. thing. <laughs> Uh, we both are like uncommon majors mm-hmm. at our school. Like people, people don't go to Tennessee to be a social work major. Yeah. Like that's just that's just me. Um, you and I both got out in like the first or second round from Loyola in basketball. Yes, um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what Sister Jean is cooking up, but uh. she always just upsets us and like. I want to win, but then you see like a 98-year-old nun and oh, she's just man. like, oh yeah, we're going to out-rebound them and posterize them for no reason. And then I have to go home disappointed, COVID year. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're so, such high hopes. That, that was a tragedy. <laughs> oh God. All right. <laughs> so, um, you actually segued it pretty well for our next point. Um, so you, you might have an interesting, like, approach just from being at UIUC, but overall you'd say, what's it actually like being a business major? So being a business major is really interesting at U of I because the way that they have to set up the program, everyone starts out in business unassigned. And so what that means is you haven't declared a certain facet of business. You're not finance, you're not accounting. Obviously you can be interested in one or the other, but a lot of times when you first get to U of I, um, you meet a lot of business students that some of them are going to have an idea of what they want to do. Some of them are like, I 100% want to be a finance major, 100% want to be an accounting major. But there's a good proportion, like myself, that started at U of I with no idea. Um, a, lot of them ha- a lot of students hadn't really experienced what accounting looks like, what does finance look like, what are the jobs, what, are th- what is supply chain management. And I think uh, the, a major like, attractive feature about U of I, and especially the Geese College of Business, was the fact that I didn't have to... Quick plug, sorry. Yeah, quick, quick, <laughs> quick plug. Um, but I didn't have to declare a major uh, or declare a facet of business. I could just say... I'm very interested in business, and I knew that going in, in high school and everything, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to go into business. But I didn't know what part because I had no experience there. Yeah. And so what's cool is um, a lot of kids, when you're first starting out, don't know what they want to do with business, and that's totally fine. And that's actually a comforting thing. I think that connects to most majors where mm-hmm. you think you want – you're going into college, you think you want one thing, and then you're not certain. Or you've never tried this – degree before but you are, have heard things about it or like my my dad does this and you know so you've heard about it um and so that that being able to switch is not uncommon being uh i don't think anyone fully has it figured out like you might go in with one idea of what you might want to do yeah but like i started as an architect student surprise yeah. <laughs> social work now that's not even remotely <laughs> the same yeah. but i mean like i don't think that's that's wrong i don't think uh, sort of going in with like an idea and then having it change. That's sort of how life works. Like that's yeah. not. 
Oh yeah. It definitely does. It never goes the way you think it's going to, and that's I I think that's fine. Yeah. To that to that point, like especially with a major like business. Sure, there's some kids that maybe they had a connection in the family that allowed them to <laughs> experience accounting or know what they're like. Let's say they got a dad who's doing finance or something. They get an idea what finance is pretty early on. But really, like a lot of kids haven't experienced what what is supply chain and what do you even do as a supply chain major or marketing? What do you do as a marketing major? What are the jobs? What are the yeah. professions? What what does it interest you? Um, and so really a lot of us first year business students, our job was to figure that out. And the way that we figured it out was by taking uh, like a lot of the business core classes. So basically at U of I, as a business student, there are kind of gen ed business classes that you have to take. Um, and they, what they'll do is they kind of send you around each facet of business. So I had to take an accounting course and a finance course and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. just so I can get, you know, the, the surface level idea of what those different facets entail. And so but uh, basically the requirement is at the end of your uh, sophomore year, you can declare your major. You can declare before that if you'd like. You can declare right when you get to school. But that's kind of the, the limit is at end of sophomore year, you got to say what facet of business you're going to go with. Is it uncommon to get like an intern, you think? Or do you think people just try to get jobs right away and sort of that just like ties into their major? Yeah, um, with internships, they're big. They're big at they're U of big, I. Okay. So I've got, I got friends who had an internship this summer, in fact. I had friends that... Um, kind of like the commonality among business students is you don't really need a freshman year internship. I mean, it's, it's, if you can get one and get great experience, that's fine. A lot of places don't really offer freshman year opportunities, but um, definitely, you know, going into junior year, going into senior year and then full time, that's kind of the progression. You're going to have internships and jobs. Um, But no, there's a big focus on those internships because a lot of times that's where you get your business experience. Obviously the classroom can teach you a lot, but Mm -hmm. the internship can teach you even more. Okay. I'm going to ask you this question question because I see this happening a lot um, with people I know they think their business experience is just like pages they follow on Instagram mm, uh, sure, where, sure. where they have like whatever the, the million dollar mindset and it's it's a repost of something Warren Buffett said like yeah <laughs> that not that that's not comparable but like how, how do you how do you feel about like people who just repost obvious pyramid schemes or (laughs) um like just terrible like quotes that are like oh compounding interest why are you not investing now and it's like yeah dude because i don't have a job like (laughs) yeah i i think you know it's it's a really great point that you bring that up i mean i think on the internet there are a lot of it's it's getting more and more popular to have this kind of like really finance like oriented instagrams and like really like motivational and like some of some of that stuff is great you know some of it some of it is if you use it as motivation and you use it in a healthy way that's fine Um, i think that with business there's a lot more to it than people than than what meets the eye i think like you can take the stock market for example you can have a surface level view on the stock stock market but there is so much more to it there's Mm -hmm. so many different facets of the stock market It, it can get so complex that just a little instagram post from warren buffett doesn't quite give you the education that you would want if you want to make like really like serious financial decisions. So, you know, definitely with those Instagram accounts, they have their place. If you use them in a healthy way, that's perfectly fine. But then again, like there is so much more to business that meets the eye. And I think that's where like formal education comes in or if you're taking Mm -hmm. like online courses, like obviously you don't need a college degree to become successful. We all know that. But, you know, reading books, things like that, things that will just basically give you a deeper understanding of those topics of business, that's what's going to be really valuable. Uh, there's no real easy way to just, like, yeah. get it like that. Especially, I mean, like, 
now there's like cryptocurrency. <laughs> like, like they had Elon Musk host an SNL. Yeah. Just yeah. to explain Dogecoin, and that didn't, yeah. even, he didn't even do it. Like, I don't uh, know. It's, it's, it's a wild it's definitely world. complex. Yeah, it's definitely something you can't just uh, post one or two things about and be like, well, you know, I, I followed this Reddit page, so yeah. I, I clearly am a master. Uh, there's. There's no, definitely some more point. skill you gotta have with it. Um, one of those skills, I think, being the pitch. I don't yeah. know. Um, everyone, even if you're not a business major, there's something you have to pitch about yourself. You know, for a job interview, or um, you know, you're trying to you're trying to get a car or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you what, do you have? Have you learned any like successful pitching tips yet? Is there anything you know that we don't that you can give to the world? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It, what we call it, we call it the elevator pitch, and it's basically. Uh, <laughs> Usually in job interviews, especially for business students, when you have a behavioral interview, which is basically just the interviewer asks you some questions about yourself, the first question is going to be something along the lines of tell me about yourself or walk me through your resume, which are very similar interview questions. Now, basically what you're going to do is you're going to give your elevator pitch. And what that is, is it's an introduction to yourself. And you want to show off kind of in a broad terms, the, the biggest accomplishments that you have. So what I usually start off with is just my name, where I'm from, what year I am at school, um, and my, my major, everything like that, or like what my interest, interest in major is. From there, usually what I do is I talk about kind of my yo-yo business and my experience in super broad terms. So um, it's good to throw around numbers there. So you say like, I've got 640,000 followers on TikTok, or I've got, uh, you know, I've, I've done YouTube for six years now. I've mm-hmm. posted 200 videos. So getting those numbers in there, kind of quantifying that is super useful. And then also, um, if you're, you know, let's say a sophomore, junior, senior, it's important to talk about what you did in college, your freshman year or the years before. So what I would do is I'd talk about how I was, you know, interviewed and was initiated into the AKSI professional business fraternity. Also uh, was interviewed and accepted into Illinois Enactus, which is social entrepreneurship. Sure. Briefly go over any ex- any super like standout experiences that I had there. And that's it. It should be quick. It shouldn't be super, super long. You shouldn't go into crazy detail, but definitely dropping those numbers in there and quantifying your achievements is going to be super important. I'll say like, we have such a short attention span too, mm-hmm. like that if you're trying point. to oversell something or yeah. uh, just ramble on and on, sort of like how I'm doing now. <laughs> like it, it's not you're not doing anything there. Um, so you're saying short, sweet, get the important, bold yeah. info in there. All right, Jonathan, have you seen the movie Wolf <laughs> of Wall Street? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I have. I think as a, a business major, it's it's not too uncommon to have seen it. I'm going I'm to have you sell me this pen. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we for the, you know... For our, the people at home. For the people at home, we've got a sweet Lego pen over here. So uh, tell me, Pat, how long have you been in the market for a pen? How long have you been looking for a pen? <laughs> how long have I been looking in the pen? Yeah, how man. long have you been looking for one? I'd say about a week. About a week I've now? I've been trying okay. to write stuff down for a week, and I don't have a pen. Yeah, that, that's interesting, because, uh, you know, I, I see you've got this issue where you want to write things down, but it seems like you're lacking the, the right utensil. That's right. Now, I can promise you that this tool right here is, is going to be the one for you. I think this is the pen that you're going to use to sign important documents in the future. Mm. This is going to be the pen that you use to sign your first million-dollar check wow. when you're successful. Um, and I, I think this has got is a really 
important tool that's going to have a lot of significance in your life. So Wait, I can, think... can you just describe the pen? At all? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So <laughs> sorry, we've I'm got looking at we've it. got a sweet pen here. It is <laughs> purple. It's, it's, it's got a purple massive grip on it. It's thick, that's for sure. Thick. And then we, <laughs> then we got a couple. Uh, oh wow, we've got a couple Lego bricks and Lego faces on it. Mm. Um, and then it, yeah, it gets pretty tall right there. But no, it's, it's a quality pen. It's got some heft it to sure it. Looks like it to me. <laughs> So yeah, are you sold? Is that, is that I, I will take that pen. You know what? You've sold me on this pen and you have sold me on you, Jonathan. There is you there go. anything people at home should know about? Follow you on anything? Uh, see what's going on in your life? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, my personal Instagram account, I think, is just jonathan.thies1. That's where I kind of post my different things that are going on in my life personally. Um, my TikTok account for all all things yo related is yoyojo underscore one. That's Y-O-Y-O-J-O-E-1. Um, all that, that's same thing goes for YouTube, Instagram as well. So you can find me over there. That's where I'm posting all my yo-yo content. Uh, yeah, if you, for any of the, the business students or anyone else that wants to connect on LinkedIn, just look me up. <laughs> LinkedIn, I'm, I swear. I'd be, I'd be willing to network. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Pat, okay. thank you for having me on of the course, show. yeah. And that's uh, it. what it was actually like being Jonathan Feast. Thank you so much.